Hello, my name is Zachary Trailer, and you are listening to Morning Voice, A Political Journey, Episode 5, Public Transportation. For Fridays, I will be, instead of doing my normal five-minute policy and five-minute story time format, I will instead be doing a free-flow Friday, where I talk passionately about one issue or topic do, uh, that comes to mind, or one that has I have seen and had the chance to think over over the last week. Today I went to go pick up my friends for a long weekend and I threw exploring Raleigh waiting for various pickup times and arrivals. I got to experience what a walkable city was like here in the south and it was beautiful. Walking three to four miles, able to get on a electric bike or an electric scooter and drive around for an hour and under ten dollars being able to explore and see what the city had to offer without the constraints of a car, parking. I was able to free flow between the streets, the bars, the shops. It was a very nice experience I had. And I realized that something it might be missing is it's staying car-centric, which at the time is not affecting Raleigh. It's a, it's a moderately sized large city. It is capable of great growth but it's also staying limited by the car-centric nature. And as the city grows and becomes a tech hub, as Apple expands one of its largest secondary headquarters into the state, and as the eastern seaboard experiences rapid urbanization in industry and population growth, we need to be prepared for these futures. Fayetteville is no different. Seeing downtown and hoping that they had a wishing that they had a trolley system, even similar to the the small one we have in Fayetteville's downtown region, could add a massive influx. Additionally, making bike lanes doesn't seem practical when the city is not bike centric. You are more likely to see people walk, see people rent uh, electric scooters or electric bikes, or drive. Bicycling, especially in the hilly areas of North Carolina, is not a viable solution beyond a mile or so from your home. Instead, having a cheap public transit system, one that has been shown time and time again to be productive, and then seeing the mixed housing they had with shops on the bottom and multiple levels of apartments or condominiums above is a big step in zoning law reform and a future we should strive for. Fayetteville has the issue of suburban sprawl. We don't have the industry. We do not have the industry at the moment to support it. If base were to close down, if military budget cuts cause personal uh, manpower to shrink, it will devastate our economy, especially in a time near only a few decades away uh, since Smithfield and Tyson came and destroyed the local hog industry. They slaughtered it. As if it was a cat, as if it was a, a a pig, and it left in its wake a carcass that has abs- that has created food that is no that is no longer something you eat, something you need for survival, but has commodified it. You should make money off of your hard work, but whenever you have issues such as food unhealthy and preserve unhealthy raising habits for animals and livestock when you're pumping them full of unknown chemicals with no long-term research on their effects of the human body. You are gutting the industry of America. Small-time farms were the dream 
of Thomas Jefferson. It is what our state was founded on, and it is something we must preserve, even in a modern form. This goes into transportation because without a vital rail system, without the ability to move cargo cheaply within the state, we will not be able to compete with these large farmers who are producing unhealthy foods packed full of sugar and preservatives. When our local farmers could produce the same thing at similar cost locally. When I looked at Raleigh today and I saw the train and I saw the airport, there is no way besides car, bus, taxi, Uber to leave the airport. There is no train system. There's there, there is a slim bus transit system. And for a, a region that is so well developed from the, inter, from the downtown region, it is a shame to see that this vital part of the community and a vital part of our state is no longer being treated as such. It's being seen as an afterthought when growth will lead to an expansion and that expansion will lead to economic boom. We must make steps now. We need to make sure that we have both a local and a regional rail network to connect our state and to connect our city and communities. We need to invest in the industries that grew. Raleigh and Durham are rail cities founded hundreds of years ago on the rail lines. And yet we have decided to replace them with interstates. They are great for individual growth. They are great for freedom but there are limitations that what a car can do. When we are talking about highly centralized areas, areas with high population density, rail systems allow for better tourism, allow for healthier bodies, and allow for economic boom so we are no longer shackled by oil tycoons and car manufacturers who can't even pay their union workers a fair salary. Tran public transit is not a one and done. While Raleigh and Fayetteville may technically be connected by a once daily uh, interconnected web of trains taking a Amtrak from here to Wilson and then taking a train from Wilson to Raleigh that is not timed or integrated well, usually having one service that is at a very weak time. Raleigh and Charlotte have an expressway that runs five times between them. It is $26. It takes you about an hour and a half to two hours. Raleigh to Fayetteville, which is a shorter distance, can take you up to five if you are lucky enough to have it work with your schedule. And it will cost you over $100. These are the issues that we face. These are the institutional problems. And they come from a lack of funding. If the state, if the federal government is not going to provide for our citizens, we must take it into our own hands. North Carolina can be a beacon of democracy. We have seen the growth of suburban sprawl. We have the ability to preserve small town America through our timber industry, through creating more housing, increasing jobs in the construction sector, both through highway expansion and public transit creation, aligning with private businesses such as Brightline that have the expertise to train local workers to create a good blue-collar job that integrates our state into the 21st century without forgetting the roots or denying and, heart and restricting the industries that created us. That is the future I see, and that is what public transit means for us. It means that a college student 
is able to stay at home and help his family while still having affordable and reliable transit to and from college. It means allowing business interests to connect our major cities and allow them to further economically integrate themselves rather than relying on multinational conglomerates. Because when our state does not have the basic infrastructure and systems to allow for economic growth, other places will. Our state needs to be the leader in public transit. We need to be a leader in economic growth and we must show what a real democracy is. We do this through simple policies. We do this through helping our neighbor and we do this through, through, through remembering the humanity that we are. My biggest proposal in public transit is helping eliminate DUIs and increase and, and prevent predatory car loans to young soldiers who, have a, who instead can invest that in themselves and into the local economy. Having a highway, having a, a train run, a rail link run the length of All-American Freeway would help cut down on traffic times in the morning. It would help eliminate the carbon footprint that we produce. And it would put good Americans, good North Carolinians back to work in industries that can afford a family with a single income. It's not easy work. Nothing ever is. But it's good work and it's, and, and it's respectable work. That is why I'm proposing. When we create that, we create links to Fort Bragg and the community. Bragg Boulevard, Skybo Road, going into downtown, the Crown, Segra Stadium, all these major points that soldiers already want to go to, let's allow them a second opportunity, a second option, so they don't have to worry about 25% car interest rates. So we can see that money put into our economy, rather back into the hands of Honda, Ford, and other companies that are based outside of our state. Thank you very much.